Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, aka your holistic guide to being a wealthy woman. I'm your host, Donnie, and on this show, I talk to the dopest women experts, entrepreneurs, influencers, corporate baddies, and occasional wildcard guests while they share their wisdom from the experiences that brought them to where they are today. So let's upgrade our lives together, but more importantly, let's get wealthy. On today's episode, I am speaking with Laurel Lane. She is most well-known as a coach and a Facebook ads expert. Her and her husband own a company called The Social Sales Lab, and she's also a good friend of mine, and I'm super excited to have this conversation because she's going to be sharing a lot of insight on how you can get started growing your business through Facebook ads. And even if you know about Facebook ads or you've tried running them in the past, I highly recommend you stick around for the second half of the interview because we end up having a really juicy conversation and she shares some information that she has never publicly spoken on before about her team and about her husband helping with her business and just some trials that she's faced while scaling her business. And did I mention that she has five businesses and her coaching business is a multi-million dollar company? So I guarantee there's something valuable that you will be able to take away from this conversation. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. So if you guys have been listening for a while, you probably heard me mention her in the episode where I told my story about my business. And she was the person that I learned how to run ads from, like Facebook ads. And so I'm really excited to have you on the show. Me too. So that everyone else can learn. (laughs) I know. I've been waiting for my invite. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I've been like, I wonder if I'll be nominated one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're here. You are here. Um, But no, I love your story and I love... um, Thank you how you even got into doing ads because I feel like it's really relatable and a lot of people have been in the same spot, you know, like Mm. with having a family and, and just needing to do something a little different that, you know, is going to bring them the life that they really want. So if you could, could you give us a little background on like how you even got into ads and why you started teaching ads and all of that? Absolutely. Um, I won't go too deep into it, but Long story short, I guess, like you said, like I probably have a similar story to a lot of people out there. So I started off working in corporate. So I worked in TV ads for like seven, eight years. And before I ever touched anything, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that. And uh, my husband, my boyfriend back then, he had his own business. And I saw him like always using social media ads and he used Google ads and he was self-taught all the way. And so when we started having kids or we had our first baby and I was like I do not want to go back to work like for all moms out there we already know that maternity leave situation is probably one of the worst days of your life when you have to go back to work and I was kind of jealous because I'm like he gets to stay home with our brand new baby and take care of her because he has all this like freedom and he's a business owner and he has ads like running his business and so I started to think what do I need to do to be like that. Like, how can I start my own business? And if I were to start my own business, I need to be running ads. I need to be doing, you know, like, so that's kind of what kicked and sparked everything off. I wanted to be home. It's, it's like three different things. Like, I want to be home with my daughter. I wanted to have my own business so that I could support, you know, myself being home. And then I was like, how is this business going to run? It needs ads. So I need to, I need to get away from TV, get on social media And that's how I started really with his business. 
you know, testing, trialing, helping him. And that was it. Here we are today, but that's really what kicked everything off. But it really helped having that like corporate ad experience too, to translate, you know? Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, it probably, like the same principles probably apply in both areas, right? Yeah. TV is very much like social media ads, just on steroids. I mean, Super Bowl ads alone are millions for one time, 30 seconds, you know, so a lot of it applies for sure. So did that make you feel more comfortable running ads? Because I know like with the bigger ones on TV, there's a lot riding on that. Whereas with a Facebook ad, it's like, oh, I can control how much I spend. I don't have to spend nearly as much. Exactly. So you don't feel like there's so much pressure, right? Exactly. Exactly. And and the thing is with TV, it's so flighty because you pay thousands of dollars. I mean, I worked in Manhattan for years and like to earn a one time 30 second spot is what they call it. Just one, one chance. It was a minimum of ten, sometimes twenty thousand dollars for that commercial to one run once. So, yeah, if with Facebook knowing you could put a few bucks and like have it run multiple times was mind blowing to me. It was, it was definitely it's it's so transferable, but it was a little hard for me to like adjust that first. Like for real, this is it, y'all. Y'all sure? Right. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So okay, so you said that you started. Um learning how to do the Facebook ads and Google ads and stuff through your husband or your then boyfriend's yeah. uh, business, right? What was his business, if you don't mind me asking? No, it's okay. So he has an auto transport company. So he basically shipped cars across the country. And so it's different than a lot of businesses because it was like a very unique you know, situation. And so because of that, I learned a lot and he taught me a lot. And then I was like, wait a minute, can I apply this to like something else like if I want to sell a course can I do that what about if we have a store could we do that like and it just started turning you know Mm, okay yeah and I wanted to ask that because I know that's one of the most common questions that people always ask me about you Uh, (laughs) because I do I promote I I promote you a lot to people and so they're always like oh my god well does she have a business outside of that or did she just (laughs) sell does she just teach how to run ads and she just runs ads for her course that's you know, so I, funny. That's a great question. Yeah. And I didn't even yeah. think about that, how many people probably wonder, like, but what outside of the teaching? But we have, like, five businesses, and this is one. And, like, this is the only one that I have, like, my personal brand to. But we're in real estate. We have online stores. He has a shipping company. We have uh, we have a mobile app company. Um, and, you know, into he's he's into investing, too. So, like, he ended up turning that into an educational side. So everything that I teach, it's because we have experience with it first. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be comfortable or confident teaching, you know, thousands of people what we do. So I think I should, I need to put content about that because that's a good point. Yes, yes. I get that question about you all the time. And I don't know why people don't feel comfortable asking you directly. Wow. But I'm like, I know she's done other stuff outside of just teaching this Definitely, (laughs) definitely. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So they, and I get it because I think around when it comes to courses, which we'll get into this in a little bit, when it comes to courses, people are always looking for reasons to invalidate you as a teacher, Mm, you know, just all around. Um, not just you specifically, but that's just been my experience. No, like they're yeah. always looking for red flags. And so then, of course, I think that with you, that's the one that comes up. They're like, well, is she just running ads to sell this course? Or exactly. does she know how to run ads for something? <laughs> Yo, but I didn't even think about that. That's wild. Yeah. So, because 
I get it. People want to know, like, am I going to be able to relate to this? Can I use this for something else? Does she even know how to do this for my business? You no, know, it's so totally I get it. valid. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that for all the people that are questioning. Thank you. Don't question my girl. No, <laughs> you can. No, please question me because I didn't know they were questioning you. Dang. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just being, you know. <laughs> No. Okay. So good. Okay. So then how did you get into teaching? What was that transition? Okay. Yeah. I did kind of go off left, right. So that's how I started. But then when it came to teaching, like in all honesty, it was crazy because I was getting ready to quit my career and I was really scared. And I guess like the algorithm is so funny because I tell, I teach it now, but back then I wasn't fully aware of how it works. So besides helping him in his business, one day I'm scrolling through Facebook and I get an ad for how to launch your own course using your own like story or skill set. And it was by this woman named Danielle Leslie. And I'm like, first of all, like she has like curly hair, you know, I'm like relating to her, all the like client avatar things. And I'm like, she's young, she seems popping. And then she's telling me that I can turn what I'm doing right now into a course. And I clicked on the ad and I just went down like her funnel and I was like, yeah, I think I need to do this because I was getting ready to quit, but I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I was like, no, 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 I need something to sell. Like back then I was doing like social media management and just like gigs on the side, you know, and Upwork and helping him with his business. But I didn't have my own concrete, like, this is what I'm going to focus on. And so I took the course, started my own course. And it was funny because at first it was about sell sales because I was in corporate ad sales. And I was, I was pretty good. Like I had ranked up high early on in my career and I was one of like the top ones in the team. So I was like, I'm going to teach people how to sell. And like, this can apply to realtors, you know, and this can do this and that. And so my first round of my course was that. And I had one module, I'll never forget. I had one module about the ad side. And uh, after that, I took a survey and everyone was like, this was great. But if you could do a course in the ads, that would be like top notch. And I was like, What? And so I relaunched having the whole course just be about Facebook ads. And then it was the social sales lab. So no, that's the exact thing that happened to me. Um, really? I had done, yeah, initially what's okay. So it's interesting because initially I had done beauty boss and, um, I did that before the whole running it is big ads and all that stuff. I had yeah. like did a mini launch back in 2020 and I had included a, a module about funnels. And once I did that, they were like, okay, this is great, but can you teach us more about that? Yes. <laughs> so then that's when I started teaching funnels. <laughs> oh my God. Market research for the win. Like it's so important because imagine how much harder it would have been to sell or continue to sell what you thought you wanted to teach or what, you know, whatever, when you have a market that's already telling you, nah, exactly. Like, we want to learn about this. Tell us more about this. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. Exactly. No. And, and wow. I think too, for me the reason I went that route was because I wasn't running ads yet and okay. so the audience that I already had they specifically had an interest in funnels and so mm. but but at the same time it, it's the same difference you still need to learn your audience and your market and so yeah. that's what I went with and then later rebranded um beauty boss and put it back out yeah but I love that you said that because if there's anybody on here that's like thinking about getting into digital products and they're trying to figure out, ooh, what should I do? What kind of digital product should I do? For both of us, clearly, the one that did it was doing a course. A course replaced our income. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I think that's, I, I always emphasize that because the other types of digital products are not bad, but they just don't hit like courses hit. Yes, <laughs> they just don't. And I've done them all. 
yeah. our courses are always like we listen we taking courses down to the end because to the end <laughs> i mean it's beneficial for everyone i feel like you know the consumer side gets the most bang for their buck instead of like a one hit like you know ebook or whatever and then so do we you know it's more beneficial for us for many reasons so yeah no yeah absolutely Okay, so once you started replacing your income with courses, mm-hmm. what were like the benefits or like what was the freedom that you were able to get? And not and it's really not just the courses, it's because you're now running ads and you're like having these systems in place that are yeah. helping you scale. So what were the benefits? What freedom did you get to have? Oh my gosh. And it's like such a like buzzword now. I've been using freedom from since the jump, like for the last five years. And I think freedom is so subjective, right? Um but for me personally, it was, it was real personal because I have, we had two babies under two. And if there's any moms listening to this, you already know how that life is crazy. And so I had taken the leap officially in between having my two kids. And I was like, I never want to end up, I always use this analogy so bad, but like, I don't want to end up treating my kids like they're my evening and weekend job, you know, like, cause when you have a career and you have to go show up at the office, it's nine to five, but you really got to get there by eight. You're not leaving till six, take the subway home. I mean, there's a whole to do. You're seeing your kids for like a couple hours at night and then on the weekends. And that really hurt me. I was like, postpartum, all that. I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't know how the world does it, but I'm not doing it. And so when I was able to leave and replace my income with the courses and have ads really help support and leverage and scale that quickly, it changed my life. I feel like I wouldn't be able to be, you know, the mom I am today or just my life would be totally different because it allowed me the freedom to be there for my kids. My kids don't even know what it's like for mommy to like go to work. They, they're, you know, they're just now coming to like, what is it that you do? Like, it's funny, but I love that for them. Because I get to show up to everything. I get to be there for everything. We get to travel and drop everything to just do whatever. And so, yeah, that's like the biggest one. There's other ones, you know, financial freedom and things like that. But that's like the most special one for me personally. I love that. That's beautiful. And I'm sure there's a lot of women listening to this that are like, oh, that's what I want. Yeah. And so if you and want you that, you definitely need to be listening to Laurel. Because <laughs> <laughs> she has the secret. I've been there. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty because I know that's what people want to hear about yes. these ads. Okay. Yes. So I want to start with something that I know is a pet peeve of yours. So <laughs> <laughs> that put me out. <laughs> okay, no, let's it's, go. Let's it's do everyone's it. pet peeve that runs ads. So can you explain to people why it's so important to not run an ad? I mean, to run an ad through the ads manager rather than boosting a post and what the difference is. Yes. I didn't know what pet peeve you were going to say. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, this is, (laughs) I know this is the biggest, like the biggest and the most basic one though. So boosting a post is literally just like, first of all, for those that aren't aware of what we're talking about, because they may really just be like, oh, I, I did run ads. But it's when you're on Instagram or on Facebook and it's like, hey, and it usually shows up at the top. This post is starting to pick up, you know, momentum. It's doing well. Do you want to boost this post? And then, yes, you pay for it. So technically paid marketing is advertising. So, all right, it's advertising, but it's not the same. What it's doing is getting that post in front of more people in hopes of getting you more engagement. So you're essentially paying for the engagement that you should already be getting organically. But the algorithm is, you know, it's designed to do that. And so there's not as many features. You usually have like a sliding scale for your budget and you can put in a couple of keywords 
and that's it. That's it. And then a lot of people will say, well, it didn't get me any sales. Well, of course it didn't because it wasn't designed for that. It's literally boosting your post to more people. But if you use the meta business suite or like formerly known as the Facebook business manager, you're now into the back office. This is what all of the big corporations use. Disney, Nike, Fenty, Scams. Like this is where they are running their ads. This is where you need to be. You have all targeting features, all placements, all sort of objectives and like buttons that you can press and things that you can play around with to get you in front of the exact person that will actually not only be qualified to buy, but will take the action that you want. Like they are already primed and prepped to purchase or to convert into a lead versus just seeing the post, you know? Yes. And I, cause years ago I used to do that. I'm, oh I'm not God. gonna lie. <laughs> I've okay. done that. Yes, it was old. It, this was years and years ago um, yeah. with one of my businesses. I was boosting posts and I was only breaking even. And I wow. was just like, and I was reaching so many people, but I was yeah. like, oh, and I was just like, what is going on? Like yeah. I'm getting sales, but then when I do the math, <laughs> it's not mathing. <laughs> but that was why, because yeah. I, I don't think people understand how you can get so specific with the way that you target exactly. people, yes. you know, they don't and realize so, it. Yeah. So can you kind of expand on that? Because you can like target people based on their spending habits and their, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like, um, you can target based on what they're interested in, where they shop, all of that. So yeah. like, can you kind of explain that in more detail for someone that doesn't understand how like technical you can get with the ads manager? I would love to. I get really like I nerd out when it comes to targeting. It's probably my favorite part about ads. Um, so like, and it's cool because you can actually see and break everything down. But yeah, you can target people on so many different levels. I have this 5P framework that I teach inside of the program and it just breaks out like the five different psychological behaviors that you should be targeting. So like pain points, problems, what their personal situation is, you know, what their personality is like, what their purchase behavior is and go on and on. But you can literally target each and every one of those. And when you layer them really strategically, you're going to get a very specific person. Like you said, you can target based on income, based on purchase behavior, based on cars they drive, brands they shop at or wear, uh, people they follow. But let's get more specific. Like if you're looking for someone to purchase something online on your website, what do they need to use to purchase that? Like a credit card, right? So you can go through and target all the people who are actively online shopping using those credit cards, those payment methods. Um, you can target people based on events. So personal situations like upcoming birthdays, you know, recently came back from travel, um, was just in a certain location in the last two weeks. I mean, you can get like very mm -hmm. deep and I love that. Yeah. And I want to go into the layering thing because that yeah. was the thing that I think, even though once I realized like, okay, I need to switch to the ads manager, that was the thing that I didn't realize I wasn't doing until I started learning from you. It was mm. the layering. And yeah. so can you get into that? Like, what does that mean, layering? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So layering is a technique we use um, with targeting where if you're using the right backend. So if you're in the business manager, you know, business.facebook.com and you start to set up your interest targeting. So you're putting in your keywords and all that good stuff. You're going to notice below the box, it'll say define further. And so, or you're actually, everybody's screen might be a little different. It may stay narrow further, but you click on that and it'll open up another box, like a new box below where you can put in more keywords. And so 
like what we're doing is we're putting in certain keywords and then we're adding in other ones below. So now you're telling Facebook, find me someone who, let's just say, is a mom and who shops, you know, or has a luxury vehicle, right? And so it's going to do both. And then you just continue to layer till you get the ideal person because we all have people that we want to target, but they're pretty specific. Like, you know, your client avatar, you know that they have to have this, this, and this to really be like a good match for you. So whatever that is for you, you can target them with the layering. I love that. So, um, and just to clarify for anyone that's just like, because still, I just want to make sure I make this as simple as possible for anyone that has no idea how to run ads. So when she says the targeting and all of that, this is when you're going in to set up your ad. In there, you set up your target audience, the people that you want to see this ad. And so that's what she's talking about. Once you get to that part, (laughs) this is what you're seeing. So yes, thank you for explaining that because that is like one of the biggest aha moments that most people have when they start running ads. Okay. Now also though, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize until I started running ads, I didn't realize that you could target people um, that interacted with specific posts that you put up and like, you know, like retargeting them and stuff. So (laughs) could you talk about that a little bit and like, like the benefit of doing that? It's huge. I mean, like y'all, anybody who's been on your website, Anyone who has interacted with you on Instagram or on Facebook in the last year is what I call retargetable. Like if you're using the Facebook pixel, which is something that's available to you on the back end, it's a piece of like tracking code that you can just turn on and set up. And when you have that on, you are now able to run an ad that's getting you back in front of anyone who showed interest in you in the last year. And it's so dope because it's not according to any like follower count or anything like that. So even if you have a really small following, you can use this audience. It's an accumulation of anyone who said, yes, I'm interested, meaning they saved, shared any of your posts, been in your DMs, um, like anything like that, engaged, liked, commented, whatever in the last year. So you actually do have a good amount of people that have said, I'm interested, but they're basically invisible to you on the back end. You can't see them. You can see, you know, we can all see how many shares we got, how many saves, but it doesn't tell you who those people are necessarily, but the Facebook pixel is tracking them and you can actually retarget them with ads. So it's like, it's low hanging fruit, just money leave, left on the table day to day if you're not doing this. And I always love to emphasize to people because a lot of people just think like, oh, it doesn't matter because I'll continue nurturing those people that would probably buy from me just by posting on social media. But the reality is there's an algorithm. So (laughs) they're not going to see everything you're posting and it's going to take way longer to convert those people into sales. Whereas if you just retargeted them with an ad, they're going to see it for sure. You can get those sales much quicker. Exactly. You said it perfectly. Um, Yeah. Relying on organic. I always say like ads versus organic is it, it doesn't mean that organic is not bad. Like we all need to, you know, post and stay in touch with our community. But knowing that I believe now the stat is like 10% of your followers will see your post in the first hour. I don't know how exactly how true that is, but that's what I've heard with the organic algorithm. And then depending on the engagement level of the first hour, Facebook or Instagram will basically continue to post or to show that to more people after. But like, who's to say that those 10% are the 10% that are, you know, ready to buy. And like, there's just so many elements like that. Who's got time for that? Run the ad, show it to 100% of those people, get your sales and move on. Like, let's, we have lives to live. Right, you know? we can speed this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
but literally yeah. you waste I, i'll just say you waste so much more time and and this is not to shame anybody that doesn't have the resources right now to run ads there was a no, time yeah. where i didn't have the resources either and so i had to think really critical about the the content that i posted and all of that but yep. if you're at a place where you actually have that extra money to spend Yep. I just do it because it accelerates everything. And exactly. Yes, you could mess up. But what if you get it right? What if yeah. you get it right? <laughs> and Donnie, so this is what I always say, right? Ads and organic are like taking a highway. So like ads is like you decided to get on the expressway. Because with the express lane, yes, there's going to be tolls. Yes, you're going to have to pay. And there's always going to be those people that's like, oh, I'm not paying those tolls. I'm going to stay right here. But guess what? You're going to have to deal with the traffic, you're going to have to deal with the gridlock, you're going to get there way to your destination way longer than you probably would have. And it's stressful and it's frustrating. You're like playing this game of weaving in and out of car. Like, no, take the express lane. It's only you and a few other people who have decided I'm going to pay to play. I'm going to get there fast. And yes, I had to pay, but the experience was so much better and quicker. And, you know, you may not have the money for it, but you could really start ads with a low budget. It just depends on, you know, what you're exactly. trying to do. Exactly. And I, and I also think it's important to emphasize the freedom that it allows you mm, because yes. you can, <laughs> you can sit here and start a business and replace your income all day, but you can work 10 times as hard, exactly. you know, than yes, you did in corporate sir. or from your day job before. <laughs> so I yep. think allowing yourself to use Facebook ads to promote people do not realize how many jobs that takes out of like you know what i mean like that takes it, off of yes. your plate <laughs> yes uh, it's marketing for you it's selling for you it's keeping that brand awareness out there it's nurturing people you know all these emails and these text messages or whatever calling who knows following up it's doing that it's an automated like complete marketing system um that yes you have to invest in but the return is so worth it i mean so worth it we want to enjoy our lives yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just think, but also too, I want to emphasize to people, um, because I feel like it's known within the group of us that are really business savvy. But if you're someone that's trying to figure out how to have financial freedom, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to learn a income making skill, like, yes. like a revenue generating skill. Exactly. Because at learning social media that that's not necessarily that's not necessarily going to always generate you revenue like yep. learning ads that's specifically going to actually help you make money indirectly so, exactly yeah exactly so i think that that is something to really put into perspective or think about if you're considering running ads and you're like on the fence and you're like i don't want to waste money and you're so scared and also yep. that's a good question what would you say to people or what do you typically say to people that are afraid to spend money on ads I mean, you definitely have to be ready. I definitely don't think you need to start with a big budget. I actually don't recommend starting with a large budget. Um, however, the, the reality is you're going to need to start ads at some point anyway, and I would hate for you to waste money doing it wrong or trying to figure it out on your own because then it becomes like gambling. Once you've learned the correct setup, the proper uh, methods, you know, there really is a formula, like a method to the madness. And um, once you've learned that, at least now you're prepared and you can put in a smaller budget, 10, 20 bucks a day to start off, get that return from that because you've done it the right way. And then you can scale up, you know, as your budget allows. But um, 
if you just are like completely starting from scratch, I would just say, you know, try organically first, really validate your product and your offer or your service, and then take some of that, a portion of that revenue that you made off the first few sales and put it aside for paid ads so you can just like accelerate to your goals because it's so worth it. It's, it's, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So if you are sitting here and you're debating it, just try what she just said, please, because <laughs> it, it could change your life. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Um, okay. So the other thing that I hear people ask a lot, like lately is yeah. do Facebook ads even work anymore? Because oh everyone says they're saturated or because the iOS update or there's mm -hmm. all these reasons, right? Um, yeah. Or because of TikTok and all that. Like, do you yeah. feel like they still work? Absolutely. A thousand percent. Facebook ain't going nowhere, guys. Like the fact that it's so popular now is exciting to me. I mean, it's been like saturated. Okay, of course. But what do you think it's saturated with? Like the consumers are here, right? You're on here. We're on here. And so this is going to forever be like the holy grail. TikTok is great too. Like we're on TikTok now as well. And it's, you know, what they call like the blue ocean or whatever. It's, you know, new and up and coming. No one's to say it's either or. You should be on both. But depending on where your audience is, which more than likely is here on Facebook or Instagram, and just the history of like the tracking, the thing with TikTok being such a blue ocean, like it's like, yeah, you can get success there too with ads. Don't get me wrong. And you should be testing it out. But they're nowhere like as near as sophisticated as Facebook and Instagram. They're still coming out, so there's a lot of glitches. There's not as many features. You can't target as well. Um, it's still very new. So people are kind of like still trying to figure it out, even the biggest ad experts, because there's so many limitations. But Facebook and Instagram, they're always going to have their, you know, hiccups here and there, but they're uh, incredible. I mean, Listen, and post, post iOS, that's another thing too. Like what people didn't realize is yes, it did make a lot of changes, but the changes necessarily didn't affect the performance. It affected the tracking. That's, that's a big difference. So iOS just kind of removed a lot of what we were spoiled with when it came to tracking. And now it limited how much you can track. And if you're good at ads, then you know that if you can't track well, you can't see as much data as you did before. So you have to get creative. And so now they just, they have the, the conversion API, which is just another tracking method that you add on and you're pretty much good to go. I mean, nothing to really sweat about. And I think that that's something to also put into perspective or like think about when people bring up something and they make it yeah. seem like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. This is over because yeah. of this one update or this one change. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's not over because Facebook is in the business of making money. They wouldn't ruin exactly. it for us. <laughs> Believe me, they want that money. Yeah. So they would not ruin it for us that hard. Like no. they, they still want us to use it. They still want us to run ads. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. So I think that's something to always keep in mind. Like that just and doesn't make sense. they're fighting for it. It doesn't. Right. Like they, they want us to be happy. And although this is not to say like blow it over, it's not a big deal. It was a big deal when it came out May 2021 or, you know, like it was a big shock because everyone was concerned with like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to change? It was more the unknown. But once it did come out and they gave the alternative solutions and the tracking is still there, it's like, oh, okay. So the performance, like I even had students that they were still like, oh my gosh, I got 13 sales today. Like, this is great. But they couldn't see. That's what the iOS did. They couldn't see which ad delivered those sales. It was sales. coming from. Okay. 
that's what changed. And then they set up their Cappy is what we call it, the conversion API. And now they're good. They can see everything again. So it was like a transition. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah, don't don't get scared because you can't understand something. (laughs) Exactly. Just learn about it. Educate yourself. That's simple. Um, but I'm glad that you clarified that because I'm sure that it brings peace to a lot of people because, you know, so. I just hear that all the time. Like people just, you know, talking about, oh, you shouldn't do that anymore. You should do this instead or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then do you currently run Google ads too? Or you just mainly yes. focus on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. I don't teach Google ads, but we run Google ads. Okay. So do you yeah. prefer Facebook though? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Google Ads is just different. It's more of like mm-hmm, it it's is a long term game. It's more um keyword, it's search based. You know, you can we do display retargeting and things like that as well. But um I just like Facebook and Instagram. Like that's my lane. And now TikTok ads. We've got some TikTok ad curriculum coming out soon, so I'm excited. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Yay. It's gonna be You know different. how I feel about TikTok, so yes. <laughs> I know. No, that's my new thing. I'm like, I want to learn TikTok ads. So I will be looking into that when you release that. Yes. Um, Okay. So now I want to talk about more so like the business side of things and how, because you built, well, now you say five big businesses. So, but you know, of course we know your course business, you have done, you have a multi-million dollar course business um, teaching Facebook ads. And so I know that there's a lot that goes into that. So the first thing I want to talk about is your husband, because a lot of people don't realize how involved he is with everything. I know. Yes. So can you tell (laughs) us what he does, how he helps, all that? Absolutely. So, you know, he's my rock on so many levels, but he was my inspiration to even get into business. You know how earlier I was talking about how I helped him with his company. So before I ever started any businesses, it was his business that I was helping with. I was like his assistant, his sales rep, his marketing assistant, like everything. And so I've learned so much from him and he's had his own like multiple businesses before we even got into business together. And so when the social sales app was starting, he was still running his multiple businesses. And I was just like, well, I'm, you know, we're, we're going to divide and conquer basically. And so after things really started, he's always been there. Like from the beginning, whether it was like, he was holding down the fort with, let's just say bedtime with the kids while I'm on my webinar at 8 PM or like, you know, really investing in the business too. He was one of my first early investors. And like, he gives me like all sorts of advice. He's my business consultant, my, you know, CFO, like everything. And so once it became to a point where we had literally 10 X like quickly by year two, we had hit seven figures. I was kind of freaking out because I was still so new in the business world that I didn't know how to handle a lot of what was happening. And so I basically called him in and was like, I need your help. Like, more, like I know you're already like, you've been helping, but like, like come in business with me officially because I'm not going to like, I was kind of, having a lot of anxiety. I wasn't sleeping well. I didn't really know what to do with all of this newfound sort of success. And so that's kind of how that started. But yeah, so we literally like are just both CEOs right now of the company. And um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's challenging, you know, the dynamic of like, yeah, I was going to ask that. Is that, (sighs) is that hard to balance being business partners, but also being in a relationship? It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, you know, being married and then being business partners, it's like what we found is having to shut off the business to like now become it. You know, we're always obviously 
you know, parents and things like that too. But like our schedules being both so busy, we have literally kids have extracurricular activities like crazy. He's a basketball coach on the side. He's an entrepreneur. He has his own several businesses. Yeah. And it's a lot. And I'm like, we've just had to work through that. But working together, I think has been really, really fun. It has its ups and downs, but I wouldn't want it any other way because you have somebody you can trust by your side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's It's like you guys have also, you have so much skin in the game too, because you both built all of that together. So exactly. Yeah. So that's amazing though. Amazing. Do you, do you feel like um, you know him on a different level than more than you would if you didn't do business together? A thousand percent. And I think I lean on him for so many more things than I thought, you know, like we're this, what, what is this, you know, independent boss, babe, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, no guys, that's not actually like, I have someone who I lean on for everything because he's been in business longer than I have. So I'm able to get all the advice, you know, and everything financially, like gets ran by him because if not, we probably wouldn't handle it. You know, like I just, you know, and we, we play off each other's strengths and weaknesses. And so it really works out. It's, it's amazing. And I love hearing you say that because um, I feel like, I mean, clearly I'm not married. I'm not even in a relationship, but <laughs> I have talked about on the show how my previous relationships did help me progress business-wise. And that mm. was always so beneficial for me. Um, and I don't think that everyone desires that or needs that or whatever, but for people like me and you, it seems to help. It seems to work. It does. Like, <laughs> it does. Yeah. And, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if we have time, but, like, I'm an Aquarius. He's a Capricorn. So we balance yes. each other out. I know. I didn't know very... he was a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> yes. So you, listen, so you yeah. know. Yeah, I already and, know. And, like, I'm very, like, free-spirited and spontaneous. And, like, it translates, even though I have structure and, like, I'm very data-driven and stuff, but in business, I'm always, like, new idea. Let's go. Let's move. And he's very like, he, he brings the structure. He makes it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting how that plays a role too with business and with the relationship, because I need that sort of like that calmness that, uh, reel it in. Okay. Reel it in. We're going to focus for a second (laughs) and it works. It's been working. So yeah. (laughs) No, I love that. No, it's so funny because I, one of the people that I used to date, he was an Aquarius, like the one, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. but um, it's funny because we were the opposite. It was, I, you would think that I, I mean, I am very structured and I'm like, like very trying to be all about execution, but yeah. I'm always the one in space and like has all the ideas and oh be like, okay, God. can you just focus <laughs> on one? He, he would be like, let's come back to earth. Does that make sense right now? <laughs> right, 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 right. That's so funny. <laughs> But yeah, maybe no, it's I a totally dude thing. Maybe, maybe it it's is. A dude thing, it could be I that. <laughs> yeah. Because I think a lot of that was him trying to protect me and be like, yeah. I've been through that. Don't do that. You know? Yeah. But, right. Right. And thank yeah. God for that. Right. But yeah, I think it is helpful. And I know that a lot of times, well, I'll say me personally, a lot of times I used to cringe and be like, uh, I don't like like having to admit that I didn't do all this on my own and I'm not, you know what I mean? But then at the yeah. same time, it's like, cause I, I guess I would feel like that. I would feel shame about it because I feel like men do not give, well, some of them do, but a lot of times they don't necessarily give credit to the women that help them as much yeah. as women. A lot of times we're like, Oh, 
my man, my man, my man. Yes. Yeah. But I love seeing y'all's dynamic because I think it's beautiful. And I think it's very clear that there's a lot of synergy there and a lot of give and take. And so um, I love that he helps you. And from day one, like since we first met. From day one. Isn't he the one that found me like for us to collab and stuff like that? Yes, I think Uh so. I think yeah. so. No, he's awesome. He's awesome. But it's so funny you say that because that's how it be. So because I post and I'm more like I have more of a presence on social media, he'll notice if I'm like, you know, posting or not posting about him. And I'll be like, get off. This is my page. Like, you know, but then with him, he just is he has a page and he's whatever. But like he, he doesn't post as often as I do. So I'd be like, but I don't see me at all. So, okay, what are, you know, tit for tat? What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's not what I, okay then. Okay. Right, he's like, wait, I had to scroll too far <laughs> to see my face. Exactly. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Have a seat. Right, I'm trying to get us Everyone knows. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now that is too funny. Okay, I'm going to be watching too. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to let him know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> too much pressure. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're like, I didn't see you post him. Where was he at? Right. <laughs> it's been a week. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a part of the story too. No, but right. yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, so when it comes to business, of course, that has been very beneficial for you to have him on your team. Um, but has there been anything that is like been really hard like what was the hardest thing that you had to overcome or like work through with Mm. growing your business because I know scaling a business can be a lot yeah so it's interesting because this this can go many different ways I can be oh my god what was the hardest thing hardest thing and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything like I'm going to be a thousand percent especially because you have an episode where you talk about something like this and I was so in my feelings I think I had texted you about it after I was like oh my god that happened to me too so I was oh, and it happens to most things. of us. People just don't talk about it. We just it. don't talk about it. Yes. Uh-huh. But we're going we to create that going. mastermind group conversation because, <laughs> yeah. but one of the hardest things I think I've had to go through in business so far was last year, early last year, we had a, we were just coming off of our biggest year ever. And we had grown our team to about almost 15 people. And a lot That's of the people, awesome. at least I know it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was kind of crazy, but it was fun. And we were doing numbers, things were picking up. I mean, things were great. But about four of the people on the team had been with me from the very beginning. And Chris had just really like in that last year or two kind of came on like heavy. And those girls had, those ladies had been with me from the jump. I'm talking like when he was still busy running his companies and I hadn't, he was more behind the scenes. So now that he was, for front and center, and we had split CEO positions, um, it was divide and conquer. And we had to, because multi-million dollars, like there's a lot of, you know, stuff at stake. And so amongst many things, like misconduct and like drop in performance and a lot of things like that, it was a very clear like line of boundaries that were crossed. Like it was just like lack of respect for him. And he had noticed it before I did. And so at first I was being really protective of my girls. I was like, never, they would never, there's no way. Like, and then things just kept happening. And sometimes I would say just like from one business owner to the next, like we have to stick with our gut. Cause always deep down, I was kind of like, but why could there be? No, there's no way. And then things blew up and it became very clear and obvious that they lacked respect for him 
overall. And we cleaned up house. We let go of like five people at a time. And we were just like, actually, we, we ended up letting go of half of the team, but that entire group was gone. We were like, we can't, we're not op- operating like this at all. And that was really hard for me because I was almost like, girl, we need PTSD treatment or something for this because those were people that I thought I could really trust. But there was a lot of other things that were going on behind the scenes that I learned. But it all started from like when he came into the picture. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That, no, and that's the biggest thing, I think. Um... <laughs> Cause that when I talked about what happened with me in my um, on my episode, yeah, that was something for with the team. Um, that was a big reason why I didn't keep going, and I didn't emphasize it. Mm. That, like I said, we recorded that episode multiple times, and the first time I emphasized it a little too much, and that's why we re-recorded okay. it. <laughs> but yeah, that was a big factor in why I shut down that business because really the whole team. When all when all these transitions and things are happening, um, the way that they conducted themselves initially, yeah. it was supposed to be temporary layoffs, and I was, because yeah. I was like, I can I could totally make this work. Like it's not that deep. It just needed yeah. I just needed like a month to like yep. re- get everything fixed. Exactly. Um, but because of how they conducted themselves, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't even trust you guys. Um, exactly and so this is so disheartening because now yep. i have to scrap all of this like this is yep. really crazy and you know group think is very powerful mm-hmm. and it was one of those situations where it was like everyone is fine and then one person yes that's their perspective they felt like they had a light bulb moment and yep. everything shifted everybody went with what they said and everything shifted exactly and that's so hard as a business owner because when especially when you have a small team Everyone mm-hmm. is very close and you, yeah. you have it to have it, exactly. And you have to have a certain level of trust. And when that's broken, yeah. it's just so hard, especially for you two, it's because hard. it's like you two are trying to protect each other's back, but then you're exactly. also trying to like, you, you, you have all this history with these people that have helped you build the, this. Right. So exactly. I already know how that was mentally playing and wearing on you, you know? Yeah, it was wild. Um, there was a lot of lack of respect. I will say only one of the young women left on a good notes, good terms. Um, that that wasn't, you know, necessarily an issue. We did see like a drop in performance, but it was fine. Like it was time to split separate ways. But the others, it was wild. I felt really set up. I felt like, you know, this was something that you see people's true colors. And I felt like this was something that had been boiling for a long time. And they were just playing these like political games between us. It was like, you know, mommy and daddy, they would tell one of us one thing and go and say something else to the other one. And it was just like, guys, this is a business. Who has time for this? Like we have people to help money to make, like let we're not doing this. And so we really just scrapped like to kind of wrap it up. We literally scrapped half the team while we were sitting on a lot of, of, you know, business. And so it was tough to now have to, continue all of last year was really hard to rebuild while you're still generating this amount of business and then you know with a team of half the size and really trying to make it work it was it was definitely hard but uh you know we we back we back like we never left (laughs) but that was the worst like yeah yeah that's really hard and I think to people I, I and you can tell me if you experience this. I know for me, one thing that I experienced and that used to bother me a lot is once I started making more money, people started dehumanizing me, yeah. um, and they act like 
because you're the one in charge or because all the they think all the money is going straight to your account that oh you don't gosh. care when you have to make these decisions and that it doesn't yeah. affect you it only affects them that's what they're thinking yeah you know but all. it affects us greatly <laughs> like yep like they have no not idea if anything it's the opposite right you know? it, right it, like affects us the most and it's not from a selfish place of like, oh, I just don't have these people to run my business anymore. It's like, no, like no. I felt an attachment to you. Like I, exactly. I care about you and I, I trust we, we were here. Right. Right. You build these relationships that are well beyond the workday and you're thinking like, we're, like you said, we're here. And what people don't realize is that all of that revenue does not reflect, like you said, what's going straight into our bank accounts. <laughs> That's hilarious to think that like, this is a business and we're getting, we're, we're cutting ourselves a check just as much as we're cutting you. And when stuff gets, you know, backs get corner, when things get crazy to where it's like, oh wait, like the revenue, the math isn't mathing. You can go and find another job. We have to continue to build this company and make the math math again with new people. And like, or, you know, continuing ourselves, but not nah, like trust is everything, everything. Yeah. It hurts so much when you have to do yeah. those things. Um, I feel like there needs to be a support group for business owners. It does. Because <laughs> new levels, new problems, what they say, more money, more problems. Like yeah. it's not fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Everything feels massive. Like any little yep. thing that you experience on a small level, it's amplified when you have all the money and all the, all of the team and, you know, all the big things. Yep. It's just amplified. So um, exactly. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that though, because I I've never I, shared that before. Oh, I was I'm, like, I'm this is wild, but I need to be I need to be real because I can say, oh, when we dipped in, you know, did that year that was so bad, or when we did this or that. But I was like, nah. If we're being honest, like I'm still recovering. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I that's why I want to share more stories like that because I think there's this you know it's social media people try to make everything seem beautiful so that you can purchase things from them or whatever but yeah. the reality is just because you're making more in your business or just because you have a team or just because you accomplished x y and z that doesn't make you exempt from hard moments like that and exactly. things happen we're human so we don't always make every perfect decision everything doesn't yeah. always pan out the way we plan but yeah. it is possible to keep going. You don't have to be knocked down to the ground and never get up again. Like exactly. you can still keep going. And I love that you are are living proof of that. Like literally you yeah. guys are still going and everything is beautiful still. Thank you. And family first. If I, if I forgot to say that, like at the end of the day, you know, not to get like whatever, but like, he's my husband. He's my business partner. He will always come first and he's not perfect either, but we decided to take this, you know, role in this business together and we take it very seriously. And so by letting someone overstep boundaries and continuing to do so, I had a lot of guilt with that too. Cause I was like, dang, I let it go on for a while without realizing what it really was. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I learned now that I need to trust him first cause he has seen things well before I did. And it, it cost us, you know? No, absolutely. And one last thing I'll add to that is I think too, it's hard to talk about it because on one hand, people are always like, nobody's real on the internet or whatever. But I'll say, mm. once you get into a position of leadership and you're, and you're, you have a team and you know, there's, there's more at stake 
and yep. you can't just be running your mouth and talk. You know, it's not like breaking yep. up a friendship or something. It's there's exactly. more. <laughs> you there's way more at stake, <laughs> right? And you this still have a team. And so, so I understand why this is not a topic that you just freely talk about all the time because it's like you have to be mm-hmm. a little careful about how you approach the topic and if it's even worth talking about and all of that. Exactly. Yeah, because it's just you gotta you gotta move a little different, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I appreciate you for being as real as you could be today because I'm sure that helps somebody. Um, and it's so. going to encourage somebody. So, yeah. Um, okay. Thank so you. I always love to ask this question to close things out. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like it means to you to be a wealthy woman? Ooh. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that can go in so many ways. I would say to me, what it means to be a wealthy woman is to have full confidence and control of your life, your situation, your business. Um, If you don't have that control, if you don't have that confidence, you're not setting yourself up for success. So I know I'm a wealthy woman, not because of what's in the bank account, you know, but because I have so much up here that I feel I could rely on and that controls things, if that makes sense, you know, and that confidence It's just, I always exude that no matter what, because I know that I have something that can make money at any time and that can give me freedom. So everything else, you know, falls behind that. I I love that. (laughs) Yeah, that makes total sense. You have trust in yourself and your ability. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, Laurel. So if someone wants to um, learn more about your course or they want to follow you, like where can they find you and get more information about all that? Yes. So I am most active on Instagram. They can go find me at Laurel Lane. Uh, let, sh- let me know that Donnie sent you or that you, you know, heard the episode on the Wealthy Woman podcast. But yeah, the Social Sales Lab is open for enrollment. You can always shoot me an email, hello at socialsaleslab.com or DM me on Instagram. I would love to have you. Yay. Okay. Awesome. And you guys, I took her course. It's great. So if you are interested, definitely check out the description on this episode because everything that she just mentioned will be linked so that you can go check it out for yourself. And she also does free trainings all the time. So definitely go check those out and let her know that I sent you like she said. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Donnie. I'm so excited. This was so, so dope. Thank you. No, you gave a great interview, so I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs)